When I was in high school, after I got my driver's license, I uh, went out with some friends to another friend's wedding. And when I got back, uh, my mom and dad were both waiting to hear how things had gone. And my mom wanted the Luke version. She wanted all the details. What was everybody wearing? Oh, was so-and-so there? Did you see him? What was that like? What music did they play when she walked down the aisle? My dad just wanted to know, are you okay? Is the car okay? That's like the Matthew version of this story. When I was looking at Mary... Um, Mary's interruptions. I looked at the Matthew version. Okay, I wasn't too impressed with this particular uh, lack of detail for us. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Is that all? So I wanted to go to Luke because I, I wanted the freak out version. The version where you get a sense of what it was like to be Mary and what it was like to have your life interrupted that way. So as we look at this passage today, and I appreciate it being read, um, I, I get a kick out of the fact that the angel started with the words fear not. As a principal of a middle school in North Brampton, many times I need to phone parents to let them know about certain circumstances, situations that have occurred. As soon as they see the school's name come up on call display, they're already trembling. They already know this can't be good. Either my kid is injured or my kid is missing or my kid is in trouble or my kid is failing. So take your pick. None of it's positive. By the time they say hello, they're already terrified. So I start all of my um, messages to parents with, this is Beth Veal. I'm calling from LoggerQuest. There is no emergency. Your child is safe and sound, but we're suspending him for 10 days or whatever comes next. <laughs> So I kind of like that the angel starts that way because it's sort of thoughtful to sort of think, imagine if you were Mary. So we start with fear not. Now, fear can be defined acrostically as false expectations that appear real. But in Mary's case, I think I would like to change it to tear because they could be true expectations. Because if all of a sudden, as a young woman who's engaged to be married, you end up pregnant, you might be expecting in Mary's day two things that would likely occur. Number one, oh, nothing, just a public stoning. <laughs> and number two, your betrothed is probably going to hit the road. So you can expect that it's never going to occur that you'll end up married to Joseph. So when the angel starts with fear not, false expectations appearing real, I sort of feel for Mary and I kind of think, well, actually, her expectations of what would happen if people got a hold of this scandal... They seemed like true expectations. Fears or tears, either way, Mary's in a bit of a pickle. Now, we see her saying, uh, 
what we see the angel saying, okay, look, do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. Now, when I look at the do not be afraid, I'm thinking of two things in particular. The whole public stoning piece makes me think of what will other people think about this news? The part about Joseph is going to hit the roof and he'll be gone with the wind, that's sort of like, what am I going to lose because of what I'm hearing right now from this angel? So what will other people think? And and what do I have to give up? And as a mortal, a human, I think those are pretty fair questions. Those would be the first thing that would come in my mind. Mary takes it in a very interesting direction. When the angel says, you know, you have found favor with God. So I guess this is the part where the angel is trying to offer some, oh, don't worry, what I'm about to tell you is totally going to freak you out. However, um, it's, it's to be counted as good news because you have found favor. When I looked up about what it, what it really means to find God's favor, I found a verse in Proverbs that I really delighted in. Proverbs uh, 8.35, for whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. So I'm going to assume that Mary has been looking for him. She has lived her life looking for signs of God. And in fact, her people have lived their lives waiting for a Messiah, looking for Christ. So when the angel says, you have found favor, I think he's really saying, you were looking for God, for him to speak into your life. Here it comes. Now, I want to ask you, because I ask myself the same question. Fear. What is it in my life that I'm afraid of? When I think of what other people think about me, what I look like, how I speak, my opinions, my ideas, my feelings, whatever, when I'm looking for other people's approval, then the other piece of that what would I have to lose? When I'm looking at my little plans of how I'd like things to turn out, well, I was engaged to Joseph, and Joseph and I were going to be married, and that was going to be lovely. So when you start looking at what other people think of you and what little plans you had for your own life, you can kind of see where Mary's teaching us a real lesson that there are two things we need to let go of. We need to surrender like we sang this morning. Number one, what do other people think? And number two, what little plans did you make thinking that you knew what was right and best and good for you in your life? Many of you who have chosen to come to Tyndale already defied what other people may have thought. Well, you're going into ministry? You're going to be a youth pastor? 
like, what kind of career is that? Like, you're just going to run around all the time driving go-karts with 15-year-olds? Like, that... That's a waste of a good brain. You should be going to school and getting a proper job that leads to a good career that has security. And I don't know if you've heard those little stories in your um, environment. And sometimes they're very well intended by people who love us and want us to be secure. But the best security doesn't come from following what other people think is the right plan for your life. Security is found in when you surrender to his plan. So you may have a little plan for your life. I had one. I had planned that I was going to marry my friend Neil, that I had um, gone to school with since grade seven. We'd been friends for a long time, and I thought, you know what? We're both in our 30s now, and both are still single. I'll just marry him. Now, he didn't know that at the time. Yeah. But I was thinking that was the thing that would make you matter. That was the thing that would make you important and join you into the world of couples. And suddenly you'd have status and you'd have the whole dream with the little white picket fence. And that was a really good idea. And I was looking forward to making it happen. So I bought the gown. (laughs) It's sort of hangs there even now (laughs) as a reminder that sometimes God's plans for our lives, they interrupt our agendas. They interrupt our little ideas of how it's supposed to be. So I could tell you the story another day. I've only got eight minutes left. Um, (laughs) And it's a more than eight minute story, let me tell you. But the key thing that we're, that we're getting off of Mary here is the message, fear not. There were basically two things that it was quite realistic for her to fear. Number one, what other people thought. And number two, what she would have to lose. Then the angel is saying, well, you're highly favored. You're favored. We saw that you've been looking for God. So we're expecting that when you hear this great news, you're going to see inside this plan his heart, his voice, his love, and his perfect will. Because you're looking. You will find him and his favor. So the angel is saying, we already know you, Mary. We know you're, you've been setting yourself up to wait to hear what is God going to do in my life that's so awesome. So you don't have to be afraid what other people think. You don't have to be afraid what you think you might lose by following this perfect plan. You can just relax. Fear not because you are highly favored. You've been looking for him. And guess what? Surprise. Here he is now, in a way you may not have expected, but must I say, he's not only coming to show himself to you, he's coming to show himself to the world through you. Now, truly, no matter how much faith you have, that's a bit of a freak out moment. And when I was preparing the message, my dad always taught me three key points and make them connected in some way. So I'm thinking, okay, fear, favor, faith. 
and freak out. What? There, that's four, but it would certainly be connected. So, but what I like about Mary's response is instead of her saying, okay, pause, pregnant pause, that's a little joke. Um, instead of her saying, um, okay, I think you've got the wrong girl. Okay, I hear the whole fear not thing. I get the whole I'm highly favored thing. But really what you're talking about is I'm, I'm not the right one for this. This is huge. This is like way outside of, of my little humble self. So pick somebody else. But instead, she shows us what already exists between her and God. A relationship where she brings up a question. Now, this fascinates me because, frankly, I don't know if I'd be sort of in the cognitive space to think, hmm, logistically, how will that be possible, Angel Gabriel? I don't, I don't know that I'd be, like, thinking up questions to offer up. However, she has a relationship. So she's not a passive victim. She doesn't have to say, well okay, looks like I don't have a choice here and that this is what I'm surrendering to next, so lucky me. Instead, she has a relationship. She says, okay, how is that going to happen? Because it's kind of hard to picture. And she asks a question. The thing that I love about this is the angel could have responded just like none of your business, Mary. Are you surrendering or you're not surrendering? Are you with us or you aren't? Are you looking for God or you're not? You don't need to know the details. His ways are higher than your ways. None of your beeswax. Just let it happen. Instead, he answers her and says, oh, I'll tell you how it's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. Now, frankly, like that adds some more questions, doesn't it? But by the time we get to those questions, Mary's all ready to say, I surrender. I don't need to know anything more. I know enough already because I have faith in the relationship that I already have with God. And I am looking for his plan and his plan is here and I am receiving that. I'm going to take that faith that comes out of relationship. I know you and I trust you. If you say you're going to show up, you will show up. If you say you're going to lead me, you will lead me. If you say it's going to work out okay, we're in charge here then you're in charge and I'm surrendering. And we hear her say, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Whether that turns out that I get my little plan the way I wanted or I thought it would work, whether it turns out that other people's opinions are full of stigma and full of um, criticism and whether people are talking and I become the latest scandal and the um, Bethlehem version of the National Enquirer. I, that's supposed to be funny, people. <laughs> so I, whether or not whatever other people think 
or whatever plans I had that aren't going to happen, I surrender because I know everything I need to know. I have a relationship with the one that I'm always looking for in my life. That's how I got his favor. I'm looking for him in my life. I have a relationship with him. That's all I need to know. And I love when we get to the Magnificat. He, uh, Mary says, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She doesn't say, my soul tolerates this horrific trauma. Or my spirit puts up with a plan that I don't have any choice about because I'm a victim of his will. She says, not only am I surrendering, I'm surrendering joyfully. This thing belongs to him. My faith tells me that's the best place for me to be. That's not like the unfortunate incident that we have to survive That is the awesome truth and reality of relationship with God. So when he says, fear not, and he says, you found favor because you were looking for me and I'm looking for you. You can have faith to say, that's going to be okay because I have a relationship that I can trust. That when he tells me that that I belong to him and what he's choosing for me is his best, that I'm going to surrender with joy. Take me on that journey. I don't want to be anywhere else. I don't want to be anywhere else but the center of your perfect will for my life. And the faith comes out of knowing who she has the relationship with. And if you go a little further into the passage to what Zechariah said about the coming Christ, he's going to rescue us from the hand of our enemies. He's going to enable us to serve him. Now, I don't know about you today, but there may be something in your life that you feel you need rescue from. There may be a relationship or a set of choices or an addiction or a doubt or a belief system that you have that you feel like, you know what, that's outside of what God wants for my life. And what we know about Christ is he came to rescue us from that darkness, rescue us from the enemy's intentions and agenda and plan for our life and interrupt our choices with healing, with his hope and his joy and his life, because that is what you are for. You are for the light that came into the world that Mary surrendered to, that she willingly celebrated so that he might come And you might know him too. And as we close today, I want to encourage you that when you are moving into ministry and feeling like, how did I get here? I don't know enough to be doing this. There's so many questions I don't have answers for. How am I going to pay the rent is question number one. However, 
What we hear is not only are you going to be rescued from the darkness that the enemy wants for your life, but you will be enabled to serve him. That's what we know about the Christ that Mary was expecting. That's what we know about the Christ that she spent her life looking for. That's what we know about the Christ who came with her surrender and her celebration of a will that was greater than her own plans for her life. So today, if there is something in your life where you feel like, you know what, my little agenda is taking up some space here. And if all of a sudden I got interrupted with some freak out news about what God wanted to do with me, would I be ready to say, you know what, wherever you want me to go, Whoever you want me to befriend, whatever you want me to let go of, whatever I need to surrender, I do that with joy because I am your servant, not your slave. I'm not a victim. I'm not forced here. I choose to surrender to you. In closing, there is a kid's book by Max Lucado that I really uh, quite like where it talks about um, a city that is fortified by a wall, but there's a hole in the wall. And a little kid crawls out and goes out into the scary woods, nearly gets lost, and finds it quite horrifying. Well, the king comes out through the hole, finds the kid, brings him back inside. So the kid says, seriously, you should close up the hole so nobody else goes crawling out there into that mess. It's too scary. It's too dangerous. Close up the hole. And the king says, I don't want people staying inside my city because they're trapped, because they have no choice. I want them here because this is where they choose to be. And this morning, it's my prayer for you that we choose surrender to his perfect plan. Thank you.